calling all coffee lovers. Every wellpreneur, mom, college student, employee, business owner knows the importance of starting your day off right. But how would it be to add some mushrooms to that coffee? Four Sigmatic Lion's Mane Mushroom Coffee, that is, with its rich, smooth flavor and ground lion's mane mushroom, which has been shown to boost cognition and reduce inflammation, it is my go-to cup of coffee for starting my day off right. Four Sigmatic Lion's Mane Mushroom is the perfect pairing of health and caffeine. Mushroom in your coffee? I'll take it for the added benefits of mental clarity and the smooth, delicious flavor. Try it for yourself. Use code BEWELL for 10% off your purchase at us.foursigmatic.com. Again, that's BEWELL at us.foursigmatic.com. Living, learning, and loving are all experiences that affect each one of us at one time or another. The three L's hosted by myself, Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor, is here to help you navigate life in a down-to-earth and realistic way, one podcast episode at a time. Be well and live, learn, and love to the fullest. Hey there, happy, happy almost New Year's. And I hope as you're listening to this, you've had a great holiday season so far. I know it's been very relaxing for me and just great to take some time off. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about New Year content you. So not New Year, New You, because there's nothing necessarily that that is saying that you have to be a completely new person. But I want to create the focus today of this show on are you a content version of yourself or are there things that you're unhappy with that you could start to learn how to make some healthier changes? So we'll kind of chat more about that. But before I jump in, today is actually the season finale of the second season of the three L's. And I've had more fun being on this podcast, creating this podcast, and then of course have met the most wonderful people all over the United States, some who are living in different countries. I mean, truly such an amazing experience. And I've really learned that in a lot of ways, we're so much more alike, not really learned. It's just been reinforced because I've always been of that belief that we're more similar than different. And it's definitely been brought fully to light just with how it has been in meeting so many different women from all over. So I hope you've enjoyed all the the great guests that I've had on. I am taking an indefinite break from the Three L's podcast because I've been asked back for a second season on Living Freely podcast where I am in conjunction with Norfolk Public Libraries here in Virginia. They have asked me to come back and host their show for a second season. That show is running from January to May. And so, you know, I really got to put some limits in my own life on how much how many different activities I'm getting involved in because you're only one person. And so why not go ahead and practice what I preach to everyone and set my own boundaries and limits in life? While I love, love the three L's podcast so much, and I will be back for the next several months 
maybe three months. I hate to not have a definite timeline. I'm going to see how it goes with hosting Living Freely. But if you're interested, please subscribe and listen in. I would love to have you join me there. It is chock full, longer episodes, solo episodes, a very straightforward, real talk, same as the three L's, down-to-earth, wellness-related information on how to achieve optimal mental health, how to really navigate relationships, family dynamics, learn more about yourself, set healthy boundaries, all of that good stuff that we all can benefit from. So it's just a really easy listening experience, if I do say so myself, and I really love hosting Living Freely. It's also available on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple, and anywhere you like to listen, same as the three L's. So you can go back and binge uh, listen to the three L's podcast, or please follow me on my journey with Living Freely because it's just been so much fun. And we have quite the following now in so many different countries. So I'm really grateful for those people who have been tuning in. So other than that, please keep in touch with me on Instagram if you're just now catching the show today. Even if this is your first show you've ever listened to, you can totally follow up with me on the Instagram world. And I'm Rachel and Dine at Counseling on there. So I would love to, I don't know, just get to chatting. I like to, I love my little community on there and would love for you to be part of it. So come on and join me there. But without further ado, let's go ahead and just acknowledge the fact, getting into our topic today, that this year has been particularly difficult. And I have seen a lot of folks still putting all of this pressure on themselves to manage life the same way that they used to manage it. And even in terms of whether it's income, still trying to spend the same amount of money, even though maybe you're making less money, your hours have been cut in the workplace, you've gone through a separation. And I just want to point that out that 2020 has really changed so many things for so many people. I mean, even personally, it has definitely changed the way I view the hustle bustle of life. I think for many people going through this pandemic slowed us all down. And I don't think that that is a bad thing. So whatever could potentially be going on that maybe it is really a negative situation and maybe you have lost someone as a result of COVID and you are feeling discouraged and down, how can we use those emotions to start to rebuild? That is kind of where I want to take you today is the rebuilding phase because 2020 has been a doozy. I mean, certainly we're kind of in, not kind of, we are in a mental health, a mental health pandemic. Let's go ahead and just call it that where it's been isolating for so many people, um, especially if you are single and you're at home and you've been quarantining. How do we start to rebuild from there? Uh, how do we navigate this new life of being more so at home if you're a parent and you're tuning in and you're having to work from home and also teach your kids from home, this is also a huge shift. So you may not even be feeling encouraged in this moment, or you may just be thinking, okay, 2021, everything's going to magically change. Things are going to come full circle for me, and I'm going to feel better. 
I like that mentality of being hopeful and looking to the future, but let's also temper it with some good old-fashioned realism because just because that clock strikes 12 midnight on January 31st doesn't necessarily mean that everything will magically change. I hope for a new and better 2021 myself in so many ways, but also just tempering it with how do you make the changes in your life if things are still kind of going along in the same pattern? What are you in control of that you can maintain your focus surrounding to help create a more content version of yourself? So I like new year, new you. I think it's a fun little phrase. I think I even wrote a couple articles about it that got published. But now I've kind of shifted. Maybe it's age, getting older, but I've realized it's not necessarily about new you. It's about using the natural shift that occurs when a monumental event happens. So whether it's your birthday, whether it is the start of the new year, I think even when when people lose someone who they love, you know, whether it's death, whether it's the end of a relationship, marriage, using that opportunity for reflection, taking inventory and checking in with yourself. How do I feel? Sitting down, journaling out what areas of my life are really going well. So that's where I want to start right now is to encourage you to mentally reflect or literally sit down and reflect on what areas of your life do you feel you're managing And I don't care if you are literally paying your bills on the day that they're due or helping your kids to not fail classes or whatever the case could be. I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit. So make sure when you're evaluating what you're doing well in in your life to really give yourself credit even for those kind of seemingly benign type daily tasks and activities because they absolutely matter. And I want you to go ahead and reflect on that and take note of it because we want to build upon that. Anytime you do something really well, mentally reflect, evaluate, take note of how you were able to do that because that is how we start to build a foundation for change. Our brains have, as I have talked about in previous episodes, our brains have that little snarky, sometimes nasty ability to hold on to the things that we don't feel are going right and beat ourselves up about it. But that's where I'm asking you today as we use this naturally reflective period of the end of 2020 and the start of 21 to reflect on despite the stress, the pandemic, everything that has gone on. What has been going well for you on a big or a small scale? Let's let's identify it so that we can repeat it and recreate it. So, of course, I know that not everything probably has been going right, and that's okay. And if you're hearing that and you're shaking your head and saying, yes, that's exactly right, I have not done certain things to the best of my ability or how I have wanted to handle certain situations, beautiful, because now we can reflect and start to identify after pointing out what has been going right, what have been some of the things that you know deep down 
that you can do better with, whether it is those kind of therapeutic strategies that I love, like setting boundaries or being more assertive or working on your self-confidence or starting individual therapy if you've never, if you've been wanting to but just haven't had the courage to go or, I don't know, made the excuses about not going, whatever the case could be. What is something about you that you know you need to tweak? And let's identify it. And then that's where we create SMART goals. So when I say SMART goals, it is a tried and true kind of strategy on how to set healthy goals that work for you, that are achievable. So when I talk about it, it is the there are very specific criteria for creating SMART goals. And SMART is actually an acronym and it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, and relevant, and time-bound. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Now, I want to talk about this because with these big events that can come with life, so not only just the new year, but what I've already said, the end of a marriage, a relationship, or a monumental event such as losing someone that you love, your birthday, whatever the case could be, when you're naturally looking inward and reflecting and you think, okay, I'm going to make these changes, the big one that comes to mind for me is that so often I hear and we just see it all over. You know, I know like all the weight loss commercials start coming on TV and the promos for things like that where, you know, because that's a big push is that in the new year, I'm going to set the goal to lose weight or I at least want to just go work out more. So for the sake of today, I'll use that as an example because for me, I see it all the time at that transition of the new year. If you are going from 2020 where never worked out and maybe you have gained some weight and maybe you're not happy about that and you want to work on getting healthier, which looks differently for everyone and that's okay, but maybe you want to set that goal of at least physical activity in some capacity moving into the new year just for your own wellness Make sure that you are setting those SMART goals. So be specific about what it is that you want to achieve. If you want to become healthier and incorporate more physical activity in your life, how often in a week? How often in a week would you want to go? So would it be three times, you know, three times um, and then for how long? So measurable. Let's make it measurable. So 30 minutes at a time, 45 minutes, 20 minutes even. And then is it attainable? Is the goal that you're setting for yourself for 2021 to be a a content version of yourself, is it something that you can attain? Do you have the time allotted? Will Will you allot the time? And then is it relevant? Is it something that you really even want to accomplish? Or are you just getting kind of wrapped up in the hustle bustle of those good old New Year's resolutions, New Year, New You mentality? Is it something that you even want? And then last but not least, if you can apply it, make your goals time bound. And this can be the same for even saving money. So by, you know, March of 2020, maybe you want to save $500 or whatever the case could be for a trip or something that you've been wanting. 
make it time bound because we're more likely, some people work better under pressure, but if we identify a time that we want to achieve something, a lot of times it will make it a little bit more likely to happen because there's an end date. There's an end date. You know this isn't just a rolling goal because when we start those rolling goals of I'm going to engage in physical activity, but there's no time bound limit. So if you don't say, okay, next week by Friday, I will have gone to the gym one time that week. It just rolls on into the next week and so forth and so on. So the time bound element is important. So when you're thinking about identifying those factors in your life that maybe you could potentially improve upon, I want you to think about setting those SMART goals. Be specific with what your goal is. Make your goal measurable. Is it attainable? And is it relevant? Do you even want to do it? And then last but not least, create that time-bound aspect to setting your goal. Super important. So use the natural kind of inclination that most people get as I keep I keep calling it monumental life events because to me that's what it is any of these major changes use these major changes these major monumental events to engage in reflection reflection is so healthy that's why I love the process of therapy because you're literally providing space for folks to reflect and check in with themselves and do that hard work of asking whether or not they're happy, content, if they're sad, identify emotions, all of that good stuff. So use the time for reflection. But on the flip side, it is a very strange time that we're living in. And this 2020 year has been so difficult. So acknowledge that and make sure that you're always, always being easy on yourself to practice that almighty self-compassion, which I did an entire episode on living freely on what some self-compassion is, how to achieve it, and strategies for such, in addition to what self-compassion is not, which is actually kind of a little interesting take on it. So be easy on yourself, though, above all, and set the tone for this upcoming new year. Set that tone by you choosing you, you making yourself a priority, being able to take time to identify what aspects in life you're enjoying and what things you want to continue to work on as life keeps rolling on every year, every every chance that a person can get. I think it is always a positive opportunity to look inward and engage in that true self-assessment and self-reflection. And now is no different. And even evaluating how you personally handled the stressors of this year. I know I have my little list of things that I really liked about this year and how maybe I handled it, but also areas for improvement. We all have areas that we can work on and do better. To me, that's a sign of a healthy, very healthy individual who acknowledges, hmm, I could learn from this. I could potentially do better in this specific area and set these goals and work through them. So don't be scared to look inwards and kind of check in with you. Identify it, name it, claim it. Make sure you write it down. Maybe this is the year that you get a journal and it's just a little basic notepad that you keep 
in somewhere in your home that's private if you live with people or you want to share it with people, whatever makes you feel good, but you have it handy so that you're able to reflect. And anytime something comes up for you, you jot it down. This can also be done in your notepad on your phone. You know, everybody has that app where you can just uh, write down a couple notes. So check in, set the tone, understand if you need to set healthier boundaries, maybe this was the year that you really gave too much despite really feeling like you had that proverbial empty cup. And as a result, by the time you're listening to this podcast right now, you are so burnt out. You don't feel like you have anything to give. Well, guess what? We are about to jump in to that new year, which is a great opportunity. Might as well take full advantage. New year, there is something fresh about it. Why not evaluate in your life, where can I set those healthy boundaries and start to better understand how can I create the life that I want for me? So a very, very powerful question that I will start to wrap up this episode with today is before making a major change in your life, it is so important, not even a major change, but if you recognize that there's something that you want to work on, check in and ask yourself, is what I'm about to do helping to support the life I want to create? I just made an Instagram post about this the other day because it is just such a a big topic and that powerful question of checking in before Some examples that I even listed on the post were ending a relationship, starting a relationship, starting a lifestyle change, ending your employment, starting a new employment, whatever the case could be, really asking yourself, is this helping me to create the life that I want? Is it supporting the life I want to create? And this goes as far as setting those healthy boundaries. Does setting healthy boundaries help you support the healthy life that you're trying to create? Well, then if the answer is yes, then let's do it. So really, really start to self-assess and better understand you. There's, there's, in my opinion, I don't know if there's ever too much self-awareness that can happen. I think it's always a beautiful thing. There's always room for changes and improvements. Give yourself a lot of grace because this year definitely has thrown every single person I've talked to in some way, in some way, it has thrown us all for a loop. So be easy, be easy with yourself. Be kind to your mind. That is one of my favorite sayings. I am so grateful that you have joined in to the Three L's podcast for the second season. This has truly been so much fun for me. And without doing, oops, without doing the Three L's, I never would have gotten connected with do being the host of Living Freely podcast. So I'm so grateful. I will be back at some point, hopefully. But for now, I am. My mom, my mom would always tell me I am not happy unless I have a three-ring circus going on. So the three-ring circus is going down to two rings only because, as I always say, don't take on more than you can handle. And so for the sake of 2021 for me, 
giving myself grace and migrating to being full-time living freely host and not trying to juggle two different podcasts is going to be the name of my game or my circus, if you will. So please catch up with me, Instagram, Rachel Andine Counseling, and check out Living Freely Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a rating. And I just really look forward to what 2021 has to bring, make it work for you. So maybe not new year, new you, but really checking in new year. Are you going to be a content you? And what can you do to make yourself feel more content and ready to keep life working in a way that you have always wanted it to work for you? All right, y'all, take care. Thank you so much again for listening. We're wrapping up season two of this year, episode number 65. Thanks for sticking around, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Three Owls today. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or consider giving a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, so that more people can find The Three Owls and tune in as well. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Rachel and Dine Counseling for daily motivation and to request certain topics you want to hear more about. Here's hoping that you live, learn, and love to the fullest.